Blog Talk Radio. With Kevin Taylor. I'm your host, Kevin Taylor, coming to you from my hometown of Atlanta, Georgia, where we're rocking the sports bell from the ATL. We've got a jam-packed program for you on this edition of the program. We're going to be previewing big games for Georgia. They're taking on Tennessee. Also, Georgia Tech, they take on Bowling Green. Also, we're going to talk about Georgia State, as they will be trying to get back into the win column against U.S. They could be on the road playing the New York Red Bulls. They still try to a program like I told you. So make sure that you stay right where you are here on TaylorMade Sports with Kevin Taylor. Don't forget, you can check me out anytime on social media at Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram under Kevin Taylor 98 as well as for TaylorMade Tuesdays with my friends JB and KB, who host the Game Time Sports Show in Seattle, Washington. They have the program on 1620KYIV, and they also uh, simulcast the program in Portland, Oregon. I didn't man over. I didn't see. I got the program video. And the program starts with just from one of the which is at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. So we should have taken out on the Jump into the program. Try to continue their unbeaten ways this season. They will be at home against a two squad is good by finding that going to be. This game can actually televised at 3 30. It's going to be over to Athens and San Francisco. It's going to be a day. Too much physicality. What? Spoken like a coach, right? But uh, they're going to be trying to be more physical and more dominant for sure in this game. Georgia, they're putting up the points on the board, pretty much averaging over 40 points a game here so far this season. I don't think you still see a lot of passing from Jake Fromm, but I do think this team will get out of the gates early on offense as well as special teams like they have been and creating havoc for the offensive line of Tennessee on the defensive side as well as disrupting the run against Tennessee as well. I think Georgia will jump out to an early lead and will keep it. 3.30 is kickoff on CBS for Georgia and Tennessee. Now, Georgia Tech, I was at the game last Saturday against Clemson. It was very frustrating, very disappointing, very embarrassing, very aggravating. Paul Johnson, if you're listening, you know I, I, I love you, man. I, I, I love you. The offense, come on. What are you doing? You were down by 21 points. And you still come on. I didn't play football, but everyone who watched the fans outside of the stadium when I was leaving were not happy. So Paul Johnson, Coach Johnson, any other coach for Georgia Tech, if you're listening, the fans were not happy. So this team is going to be looking to bounce back. They've lost three straight. And uh, they're going to be taking on Bowling Green. Uh, first time that these two teams have ever met. And they're going to be over in the flats. 
in Midtown, the Midtown section of Atlanta. I'm the Raycom Sports Network, but uh, I think Ted gets back into the win column here. So uh, not a lot, you know, really you can say about that. Just that they need a win, and in the worst way, for sure. 12 o'clock, make sure that you check it out if you're not at the game or maybe you can watch it on television. But uh, hopefully Ted can become – Two and three. Bowling Green comes into this game as one and three as well. They're trying to shocking though that these two teams have never played in football. So hopefully Georgia Tech can get Georgia State. They're gonna be at home against ULM. That's Louisiana Monroe. Let me try to get back to the win column as well. You know, so um I don't think it's time to panic just yet over at Georgia State. I, I really don't. I mean Georgia State, they still have the talent. Remember, they got off to a slow start last year. I think they still can get it done. Um, but they've got to play better on both sides of the ball for sure. I mean, that's, that's an understatement, no doubt about that. But uh, I think Georgia State can actually get it done this this week. They actually won on the road last year against ULM, and I think the same is going to be the same this year. They put up 37 points last year against ULM, and I think they're going to be able to maybe not duplicate that this year, but – I think well, – actually, I'm sorry. They put up 47 points last year against ULM. 37 was for ULM. So, Georgia State won 47-37. I don't think it's going to be that amount of points for Georgia State to get 47 points, but I think they still get a win, and they still can put points on the board. The Panthers are coming off a loss to Western Michigan, whereas, of course, they did not look well. ULM is coming off a Sunbelt loss to Troy, 35-27. Georgia State's first-year starting quarterback, Dan Ellington, is averaging 230 yards of total offense per game. That's fourth in the Sun Belt, while accounting for six touchdowns. He's also completing 62% with a 773 yards of passing. And he has a net of 147 of rushing yards, and that's leading the team in both categories. So uh, Georgia State, they're going to be trying to get back onto the win column, kick off with it at 2 o'clock. And so hopefully that will happen. You can also watch the game if you have ESPN+. Plus. So uh, make sure that you support Georgia State. Blue Nation, you know you got my support. So even though I won't be there, but you definitely have my support. Other games that are notable in the college area here locally, you've got Clark Atlanta and Morehouse. Um, these two teams are going in the opposite direction. Clark Atlanta is still looking for that first win. They're on for. They're going to be at home against Payne and uh, Morehouse. They're going to be on the road against uh, Kentucky State. So Morehouse is surprising. Yes, yeah, surprisingly, 4-0. and They're surprisingly. Because I don't think a lot of was expected from Morehouse, but hey, they're turning a lot of heads for sure. Um, the uh, Clark Atlanta game against uh, Allen is at 5 p.m. And uh, Morehouse, like I told you, they're on the road against Kentucky State. That game will be at 4 p.m. in Frankfort, Kentucky. So, uh, you know, hopefully both teams can get a win for sure. It's TaylorMade Sports with Kevin Taylor, where we're rocking the sports bell from the ATL. Thank you so much for being part of the show. Let me know, hey, where you're listening to the show from. If you're downloading the show from anywhere, you know, hey, we want to make sure that we get where you are. And I thank you so much for listening as well. Now, you know, we've got some great football action here inside of Mercedes-Benz Stadium coming up on Sunday. Yes, the Atlanta Falcons will be taking on the Cincinnati Bengals. So uh, the Falcons, can you believe this? They're going to be looking for the sixth 
win all time against the Bengals. This is a team that they have not had much success with. Um, so to say the least, uh, this team is, they're going to be looking not only to get back from a bounce back from a disappointing loss to New Orleans, but uh, they just, they, they really need to win. The defense, of course, you've got some injuries. A lot of people are wondering why they did not sign Eric Reed, who went to Carolina, a division, a division rival. Can you believe that? I know a lot of it was because of they didn't want to tie up a lot of money, you know, with the, whoever they brought in. But at the same time, come on, Eric Reed, he still could be valuable. But at the end of the day, could it have been about his kneeling and possible protests, you know, from what we've seen in the past? Possibly. But I'm going to be working on that to try to see, see if I can get you some more answers. So make sure to check out my social media pages, and we'll be able to give that information for you. But in the meantime, hey, Ricardo Allen, starting safety, he's not out uh, for the season. You've got both your safeties out, Ricardo Allen and Callum Neal, who was lost earlier in the season in the season opener against Philadelphia. Uh, you got Deion Jones, of course, out. You got Tack McKinley, who was out last week. He should be uh, hopefully good to go on Sunday. He was limited, though, in practice this week. Devontae Freeman on the offensive side, he was limited as he tries to work his way back from a knee injury. So the Falcons, they're trying to bounce back for sure. And, uh, but they've got to get a pass rush. They've got to be more aggressive on defense, and they've got to not miss tackles like Brian Poole last week against Drew Brees. So hopefully, with uh, that being said, the Falcons can get a win. I think the offense will be fine, but if the defense, if they can be able to not go, you know, pretty much series to series, you know, uh, limiting Cincinnati and, of course, the yards and getting to Andy Dalton, uh, disrupting him, also, uh, you know, pretty much not allowing big plays on the run, on the ground, I think the Falcons will be fine. So the Falcons were susceptible on the ground last week. So hopefully they can be able to limit Cincinnati on the ground. So if they, if they do that, I think they will get a win. Kickoff is at 1 o'clock on CBS on Sunday. So um, let me just kind of go into this right quick before we move on. Duke Riley now leads the team in total tackles at 22. Sacks, Tack McKinley, who was out last week, and Brian Poole have two sacks. Now, Ricardo Allen and Deion Jones, who are both on injury reserve, lead the team in interceptions with one. That's critical. One. One each. They're tied with one. Jones, you get him back before the end of the season. Tackles for loss, Tack McKinley and Brian Poole have two each. So this is a team that really does have to continue to try to step up, especially defensively. So hopefully they can do that this coming Sunday at home. It's the last home game before the Falcons hit the road again. So the Falcons have been at home, you know, for a good a good stretch. Uh, so three games, three home games. So at least you want to get two out of the three. You know, you, you want against Carolina. And, uh, you know, you want to get a win here against Cincinnati. It may not be easy. Cincinnati's playing well to start the season, but hopefully they can on Sunday. It's Taylor Made Sports with Kevin Taylor. Make sure that you check me out anytime on social media at Kevin Taylor 98. And, um, you know, I try to give you the latest, of course, in sports information. And, you know, we're still going to be working on that, like I told you, from the Eric Reed situation as well. So, um, you know, a lot to talk about, especially next week, especially. If the Falcons play like they did last Sunday against New Orleans, if they do the same against Cincinnati for sure. 
All right, coming up on the show, you're going to hear my conversation with Trey Young as well as play-by-play a voice of the Hawks on the television side, Bob Rathman. On the radio side, Steve Holman, actress Jamie Gertz, who's the co-owner of the team. And you're going to, you know, hear from representatives of RISE and the New Georgia Project as we are going to be talking about the importance of voting. So uh, going to be some great information to be shared for sure coming up here on the show. The Atlanta Braves, they, they're getting ready to end their season as they're in, entering the last series of the season against Philadelphia on the road. And, of course, we'll be seeing who their opponent will be coming up next week in the divisional series of the MLB playoffs. So uh, it's a great time to be an Atlanta Braves fan, great time to be in the city of Atlanta. It's postseason, something that we have not had in a while, is on the way. So very glad of that, very proud of the Braves and what they have been able to do. So, um, you know, a lot of people are proud of them, and uh, I am one of them. Yes, I am. <laughs> All right, this past Monday, it was media day for the Atlanta Hawks. This is a young team that feels like they can go into any game, any week, any time, any night, and win. They are competitive. They're energetic. They have a lot of fun. They have team chemistry. And that's, you know, that's what you want, especially out of a young team. So let's go into Atlanta Hawks media day from this past week. And uh, let's now hear the conversation that I had with Trey Young. Who's Trey, how did playing in the summer league kind of get you acclimated to the start of training camp and going into the season? Uh, I think just getting, getting the five-on-five games going, uh, going through the pre-draft process. I was only playing one-on-oh or maybe a, a coach would jump in the drill or someone else, but being able to play 5-5 five five again, I think in summer league really helped me. And uh, as summer league went on, I started playing better because I started getting more acclimated and for offense and things like that. So uh, I think it helped me a lot, big time, coming into training camp. How has the coaching staff helped you elevate your game? Uh, they helped me a lot. I mean, being in the gym uh, I mean, early in the morning, late at night with um, Coach Marlin and LP, uh, just being in the gym constantly with them, they helped me a lot, just learning. And have you set any goals for not only training camp but for the season? Uh, and what would they be? Making the playoffs. That's my that's my only goal. I know individual goals will follow if you win, and um, that's my that's my main thing is just, uh, winning. Now let's hear from Jeremy Lynn as to how he and Trey can both benefit from each other. For sure, I think I'm definitely gonna be able to give him insight. But I always uh, feel like maybe people on the outside may turn it into. You know, like I'm the only, like I have to give them all this information. Um, I feel like a lot of relationships are very two-way. Like he's going to help me in some ways. He's going to push me. I'm going to push him in some ways. And, of course, I have more experience from the NBA standpoint, so I can help in that area. But there's definitely things I can learn from him. And uh, I definitely look forward to also playing with him. Um, I think that's something that I've shown I can do in my career is play with other point guards like Kemba or, or situations like that. Um, and I was a shooting guard my whole life and in college, so it's not different for me to kind of get off the ball or play the two position at some time. So. All right. Thanks, Trey and Jeremy. Well, let's take you more inside of Atlanta Hawks Media Day and hear my conversations with the television play-by-play voice of the Hawks, Bob Rathbun, actress Jamie Gertz, is co-owner of the team, as well as the radio Play by play, voice of the Hawks, Steve Holdman. 
I'm here with the television voice of the Atlanta Hawks, Bob Rathman. Bob, how are you? I'm great. First day of school. Uh, yeah. That's right. That's right. We're here at Atlanta Hawks Media Bay. How many years is it for you this will, the Hawks? This will be my 23rd. Wow. You're, yeah. you're more than legal now. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Being illegal, we got a lot of young players on this yes, hockey team. Yes, we do. Uh, just kind of tell us about it. Well, I'm excited to see our kids. Uh, to see, obviously, Trey Young is going to bring uh, a national appeal uh, to his nightly endeavors. Uh, but I'm also excited for guys like Kevin Herter, you know, maybe a guy who's flown under the radar a little bit that I think is going to get some, some decent minutes and show what he can do. Amari Spellman is coming off a national championship at Villanova. Uh, anxious to see what he can do. And then all the other guys that have come to us, you know, the Alex Lenz and the Jeremy Lenz and Vince Carters and all these people that are coming to us. Uh, it's exciting to see how all this comes together. That's true, and I was actually going to ask you about Vince Carter because, uh, of course, you've covering the Hawks for so many years. I've, mm -hmm. you know, heard your, you know, play-by-play uh, right. play of his play and how excited you are. And how excited are you that he is here in Atlanta as a Hawk? Well, I am very. Um, you know, when you have a guy of his reputation uh, and his skills and the way that he can go into that clubhouse and talk to these young players about what the NBA is all about, you kind of get double bonus because you get him as a player, but you also get him as a sort of a, a quasi-assistant coach uh, that he can go in there and, and share his wisdom over 21 years. So uh, the benefits are many. Uh, and plus, he can still play a little bit. So I'm excited to get him on the court for one more dunk, too. Yes, yes I think we all are <laughs> waiting for that moment. Yes, right. yes, yes. Now, of course, you talked to Coach Pierce. And, uh, what's your interpretation of him going into training camp? Well, I love the guy. I mean, I, I couldn't be happier. I think he's the right guy for the job. His personality is going to be perfect. Uh, he's got a great staff uh, of teachers and coaches. Um, I'm really excited for Lloyd. I, it's an opportunity for him as a first-time head coach that uh, he's well-earned and deserves. And uh, I think it's just going to be a great fit, not only for the Hawks, but I think for the city. I mean, he's so proactive uh, in everything that happens in our city. The other teams, you know, he's a big fan. You know, the Braves and the United, the Dream, you know, et cetera, the Falcons. So uh, that's great to see. We haven't had somebody like that in a long, long time, and it's great to see. Yeah, hopefully the fans can still continue to be patient with this team as well. Oh, yeah, I, mean, I think our fans are. I think they understand what the rebuild's all about, and uh, they know they're young. They know they got three more first-rounders potentially coming next summer, too. So we're just starting this, this phase of, of rebuild, but the, the good times are ahead. There's no doubt about that. Yes, of course. Fox Sports Television will be broadcasting all of the action for Hawks basketball this season. Yeah, we've got our first one October 5th. Uh, in Memphis, our first of three preseason telecasts, and then all 82. So we're revved up and raring to go. And before we let you go, of course, now State Farm Arena, the renovation uh -huh. is going to be an attractive venue as well. That's putting it mildly. Uh, <laughs> State Farm Arena is going to be, it's going to take your breath away. It's going to be so spectacular. But people have no idea. I mean, that you can see the renderings and all the pictures and all the talk, but until you see it uh, for the open house on October 20th and you see what a magnificent meeting place this is going to be uh, for not only games but concerts and all kinds of entertainment, uh, you just can't really comprehend what's going on downtown. And you couple that with Mercedes-Benz and all the excitement of, of downtown Atlanta, uh, I, I just, I'm so excited. It's just going to be great.
Yes, I can feel the vibes. It's always great to have you here on Taylor Bay Sports with Kevin Taylor. You got here it. Every year, like we always do, have a great season, college and Atlanta Thank Hawks you, basketball. sir. I appreciate that. It's Taylor Bay Sports here at Atlanta Hawks Media Day, and I'm joined now by the lovely Jamie Gertz. Her and her husband, Tony Wrestler, are owners of the, of the team. And uh, Jamie, just tell us about yourself and how do you feel being an owner of an NBA franchise? It is a dream come true. I don't necessarily know if it was my personal dream, but it was certainly my husband's. Um, but it has been such a joy, and moving to Atlanta and being a part of Atlanta has been so extraordinary. It's been a real journey. We're going into our fourth season, and the team is quite young and very exciting, so it, this is the good stuff. A lot of fun. My kids played the sport. My husband coached our kids playing the sport. I was, dare I say, a Laker fan for many years. So um, it is just something that is kind of in my blood now, is basketball, the game of basketball. And it's so exciting, fast-paced. And it's so, what I love especially is the, the, the players that have been around and the young ones that are coming up. And that mixture is really exciting for us.
become a big part of the community and, uh, and you know they want this thing to work and uh, I think that's why you know they made the commitment that they did that uh, you know after 10 straight years of the playoffs just going halfway up the mountain wasn't good enough we want to go all the way up and if you want to go all the way up sometimes you have to go to the bottom to start all the way back to the top so uh, you know I think we're doing it the right way I love Travis Schlenk and the, his staff and what they're doing and uh, I think Lloyd Pierce is going to be a perfect coach for young guys and you know, we bring in Vince Carter, who's going to be, I think, another coach, you know, in the yeah. locker room. Yeah. I think it's so important with young guys to have somebody like Vince Carter, who's been around the block, uh, to be in that locker room and say, look, this is the way we do it as pros. This is, Because as you look back, I think one of the things Philadelphia did was they kept drafting young guys and young guys and young guys, and they never really had any, like, mentors on that team. You know, they finally brought in Elton Brand, who was a big part of our success here yeah. during that 60-win yeah. season. So I think what happened was that, that that's why Philadelphia, I, I think it took them longer than maybe it might have had they had, you know, some, some help like, like that. So I think that's why it's perfect that, you know, we have Jeremy Lin, we have Alex Lin, who's been around the block, too, and Vince. And so I, I think it's a good mix that we have. Yes, I would agree with you there. I, mean, I think a lot of people would love to see Trey Young and Jeremy Lin on the court at the same time. Yeah, I'll be up to Lloyd, but I, you know, I, I think just the fact that they're they're both here, and uh, you know, and I I think Jeremy will be very good for Trey. You know, I mean, I think he can he can teach him a lot, and, and like you say, if they play together, it's going to be pretty exciting. Uh, I just think the whole thing is 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 going right in the right direction. I do, too, and John Collins is taking on a leadership role also, and this is just his second season. Yeah, I love John Collins, and, you know, I did last year, too, and, you know, he really made a big mark in, in the summer league this year, and, and, you know, people were talking about him all over the league, and, uh, you know, with all the publicity we got for our three first-round picks and everything, I think some maybe he slipped through the cracks a little bit, but I think he's ready to have a breakout year, and I, and I think Torian Prince is going to have a big year, too. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, this team is all going to grow together. They're all 20, 20. 21 years old, so I think it's going to be terrific. Yes, so do I. And uh, a couple of things before we let you go, uh, the Eastern Conference, you know, LeBron is <laughs> with, the, with the Lakers now, the East, you know, with Boston, you've got uh, Philadelphia, like you said, so you've got some teams that, you know, are pretty much there at the top positions of the Eastern Conference, but hey, you never know, this team puts, a, puts a, together a little stretch there, they could surprise some people. Well, I, you know, I think that we're going to be entertaining, I know that, I mean, I, you know, those teams that you mentioned are going to be pretty good, I mean, yeah. If Boston stays healthy, they're going to be very, very good. Uh, and, and, you know, Toronto's still yeah. Toronto. I, I don't think they did the right thing with their coaching business, but, yeah. uh, you know, because sometimes you can overthink stuff like that. Uh, but, it, you know, it's going to be interesting. Cleveland, who knows? I mean, they're talking about Jimmy Butler now. Who knows? You know, yeah. uh, I don't know if that'll happen or not, but uh, it, it's going to be an interesting Eastern Conference, that's for sure. Yes, yes, for sure. And uh, now, tell us how many years this has been for you, Colin, a lot of Hawks basketball. This will be my 34th uh, wow. starting this year. So. Wow, that is something. And I see on social media that you still keep in touch with John Sterling. Of course, you know, you replaced John when he went to yeah. New York. Oh, yeah, John and I have been friends for a long time. Of course, yeah. you know, when I first started, he would do the TV and I yeah. would do the radio. Yeah. So we became really good friends over the years. And uh, every time we go to New York now, I usually see John for dinner or, you know, whatever. And so it, it, he stayed a good friend. And, uh, you know, he's he's been uh, my kids. In fact, you know, 
they refer to him as Uncle John. You oh, know? right. So, <laughs> well, that is something. And, uh, I, you know, we have so many people here from other places. You know, I'm an Atlanta native, and I just remember those days. And yeah. uh, I, I grew up with you, Steve. I grew oh, up with you. you. Thank you. Uh, uh, I get a lot of people bring their kids to the games now and say, you take a picture with Mr. Holman. I used to listen to him when I was your age. Right. It makes me feel a little old. But at the same time, though, I, I, I love that. I think that that's... You know, that's one of the things that when I started doing this, I wanted to, I wanted to be like Chick Hearn or Johnny Most or the, you know, the old time guys that stayed with one team forever, like Vince Scully. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's it's been a blessing to do that, and uh, you know, hopefully, it's going to be opening night's going to be number twenty five hundred in a row for me. Yeah. So, uh, you know, thank you. So, God willing, I can keep going, and as long as they let me do it, I'll do it. Yes, yes, and we want to have many more years with you calling Atlanta Hawks basketball here locally and also on the Atlanta Hawks radio network for sure. And that's going to be a great opening night here at home in the State Farm Arena and uh, one like any other, I'm sure. Yeah, it's going to be fun. The State Farm Arena is going to be a brand-new arena, and uh, I think it's going to be tailor-made for the Hawks. <laughs> right. <laughs> Very good, yeah, that's right, that's right. Hey, hey well, great to end the segment, Steve, and uh, thank you so much. We do it every year, and... Uh, we have a great time here. I thank you for taking a minute to talk to us right here on Taylor Bay Sports with Kevin Taylor. Thank you, Kevin. We're still here hanging out at the 2018 Atlanta Hawks Media Day. It's Taylor Bay Sports with Kevin Taylor. And now we're going to touch on a serious subject. It was in November, we're going to go to the polls. Not only to vote for a new Georgia governor, but also other items will be on the ballot as well. If you have not registered to vote, hey, we want to encourage you right now to do so. And I have representatives that are going to be able to talk to you more about this process. And I have someone right now with Rise to Vote. And uh, tell everyone, what's your name? Anna Carissa Johnson. All right, Anna, thank you so much for being on the program this weekend. Just tell us about Rise to Vote and how people can become more involved. Sure. So Rise to Vote is an initiative that's a part of RISE, which stands for the Ross Initiative in Sports for Equality. We're a nonprofit that was founded in three years ago, and what we do is we go around and partner with professional sports organizations, uh, teams, leagues, to encourage athletes to exercise their right to vote and to register to vote. Sounds good, because last year at Media Day, I was able to talk to uh, Martin Luther King III, and uh, he was at Media Day encouraging not only those who were in attendance, but also players to be able to sign up to register to vote as well. And this year, you've been able to do the same, because I've seen some of the Atlanta Hawk players come over to your table. Absolutely. We're so happy that the Hawks invited us back out to Media Day so that we could speak to their players and get them all registered. It's a young team, so we're excited to get um, many registrants. And uh, we really just try to focus on the fact that athletes have a platform, um, and we want to make sure that they're able to exercise their right to vote by registering. And of course, you're out in the community as well. Absolutely, yes. And how will people be able to find you on social media? So uh, our handle is at Rise to Win. So you can follow us on Instagram at, at Rise to Win and Twitter. Uh, Rise to Vote. Our hashtag is hashtag Rise to Vote, and our website is www.risetowin.org. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll be able to look out for you between now and, of course, November. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Yes, you're quite welcome. All right. Now I have someone with the New Georgia Project who's going to be able to tell you more about what he has going on with his organization. And uh, tell us your name. Edema Youth Fox. All right, Edema. And uh, tell us about the project. 
Uh, New Georgia Project is a nonpartisan, nonprofit organization that's been around uh, since 2014, registering Georgians across the state. I uh, just got a few dates. Uh, tomorrow's National Voter Registration Day, and the last day to get registered here in Georgia is October 9th. So we're just looking forward to getting people out there registered to vote and uh, participating in this upcoming election. And now, how's the uh, feedback been, not only here in Metro Atlanta, but also in rural counties as well? It's been, it's been well, man. We went uh, to Randolph County. We've been across the state of Georgia uh, doing this every day and until October 9th. So it's been well. Everyone's uh, excited about uh, participating in the 2018 election. Yes, indeed, because we not only vote for governor, but, of course, a lot of other projects are on the ballot as well. So we want to make sure that everyone gets out and exercise their right to vote for sure. Yes, man. Yes, sir. We want to get everybody out there, exercise the right to vote. And uh, like I said, it's a big election in 2018. Let's get it done. All right. And how will people be able to find out more about the New Georgia Project as we see Vince Carter coming over to the table? Uh, NewGeorgiaProject.org. Our Instagram handle is at uh, New Georgia Project. You feel comfortable at NGP. Our Twitter handle is New Georgia Project. So, yeah, uh, check us out. Like I said, October 9th is the last day to register. Go ahead and get registered. And GOTV, get out there and vote. All right, thanks so much, Edema. And we'll be looking for you not only here in Atlanta, but also in the rural areas of the state of Georgia. Thanks so much for you and Anna being a part of TaylorMade Sports with Kevin Taylor. Thank you for having us. All right, that was a look inside of Media Day, the 2018 Media Day for the Atlanta Hawks right here on TaylorMade Sports with Kevin Taylor. And uh, I wanted to just thank everybody who stopped in and talked to us to uh, your pleasure this week's program as they get ready for their 50th season in Atlanta. All right, before we get out of here, we got to talk about the five strikes as the Atlanta United, they're going to be returning to action on Sunday as they travel to face the New York Red Bulls, and it's going to be a battle between the top two teams in the MLS standings at Red Bull Arena. The United enter the match in first place in the Supporter Shield race at 19-5-6 with 63 points on the season. And the Red Bulls they're in second place in the Eastern Conference at 18-7-5 uh, with 59 points. And the match is scheduled to kick off at 1 p.m. Eastern. And it's going to be nationally televised on ESPN and ESPN Deportes. Now, the United defeated Real Salt Lake 2 nothing on September 22nd in front of 72,017 fans at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. The Red Bulls, they're coming off also a 2-0 victory against Toronto FC on September 22nd as well at Red Bull Arena. And uh, so it's going to be a great match for sure. So 1 o'clock is when that match will start. All right, so let's can't get a win on Sunday. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of Taylor A Sports with Kevin Taylor. Make sure that you check me out anytime on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Kevin Taylor and 98. Have a great weekend and a great beginning to October, everyone, as we'll talk to you again in October. Never be discouraged, always encouraged. Until the next time, my friends, I'm out.